if we think about toughness, there's two different ways you could go. You like toughness is like a rock, right? Like, like that water is going to slip right around it. That rock is solid. Like nothing's going to break that rock. Or you can think toughness like water, right? Tough, mm-hmm. like water, like it can flow. It can Finds move. Away. Like yep. it, it's going to drip, drip, drip. But the reality is like, I think that when I picture toughness now, I think of it like a tree that you have to be rooted and ground. But when the wind blows, you, you can sway because the tree is what provides life and what provides food and shade and shelter to those around it. and welcome to the Mindset Coach Academy podcast. My name is Lindsay Wilson. Today we have Jen Starkey in the house. Jen is a mindset coach, an author, and just an overall badass. On her Instagram, she says that she produces events that challenge what most people believe is possible. And I really love this interview because Jen has been through it. And, you know, I just love, I love a good comeback story. She's kind of in the middle of it right now, trying to figure out what her next steps are. She's written books. She's put on amazing events, a lot of them for uh, adolescent softball players, but she's really reinventing herself currently. And I love the story for a lot of reasons, mostly because Jen is just so, she's so tough. She talks about how she spent a year learning Brazilian jiu-jitsu after leaving an abusive relationship and how she's now a new stepmom and all the mindset stuff that goes into that and having gotten married and just going through it. You know, she's been in in the mess of life and and she's uh, coming out of it bigger and better and stronger. And I think we can all learn from people that have done that. I mean, she's just been on this sort of badass journey. And I think it's also a good reminder that, you know, like we talk about it a lot in our certification, like the the messes in our life, the, the places that were messy and uncomfortable, those are the things that make us better leaders and better humans and more empathetic and better coaches and parents and all these sorts of things. And so Jen really talks about her journey. And I know that you're going to get so much out of listening to her and her wisdom and again, her vulnerability and, and the strength that comes from that. So let's do this. Hi, Jen. Today we have Jen Starkey in the house. Hi, Lindsay. I'm so excited, as always. It's so nice to see you. I told you you look amazing, and I always preface that by saying it doesn't really matter, except (laughs) that how we're feeling on the inside is often reflected in how we look on the outside. It does, and I think that that kind of concept of it doesn't really matter, I think that's something I've really struggled with, that concept over time, because I'm the kind of person I like to throw my hair up in a ponytail. I'm a sports coach, right? I like to wear yoga pants out, but also... Like it's our uniform, how we present ourselves um, reflects on how people should interact with us. And I've noticed, for example, if I put makeup on before I make a Facebook live, a lot more people watch. (laughs) So it's just, it's one of those things that like, I don't want it to be like this really important thing, but the reality is, but if you're on a mission to have a message, like how you take care of yourself matters too. So it's an interesting thing. I just wrote a, um, I just wrote a (laughs) newsletter about how I used to wear eyeliner and, and um, for games, I should say for games. And yeah. um, but some of it was vanity for sure. There was probably some cute guy in the stand or something, but some of it was that ritual of like, no, it's go, it's game time. It's go time. It's, I'm taking yes. it. I'm taking this seriously. So we could do a whole podcast on that. But anyway, I'm so glad that you're here. It's so nice to talk to you. I know that you've been through, I just, te- I DM'd you a couple of weeks ago. Like I can, I can see there's been some stuff going on behind mm-hmm. the scenes and mm-hmm. as a mindset coach, I would just love to take this next 45 minutes or whatever and just learn from you and and hear how you're 
mindset has shifted and just the transformation you've you've been going through. So tell, so tell me what's going on. Tell me a little bit about what is going on in your life now. I, I did your bio before, so people know, you know, kind of your past okay. a little bit, but tell okay, me perfect. what's going on right now. Yeah, my life is really exciting right now. I just got married last month, second marriage. Congratulations. Uh, I didn't know if I would ever get married again, <laughs> but I was hopeful. I dated really hard. It was like a full-time job. Um, it was like very intense. Um, I had actually given up, uh, like I, by giving up, I mean, I would like completely just like, you know what? I'm not gonna, I'm just gonna go have fun. I'm not gonna worry about like trying to find my person. And that's whenever I did. So there's some things to be said there, um, yeah. but I got married. And when I got married, I uh, became an Insta family because my husband has three, three children, three awesome kids, 10, eight, and five from a previous marriage, which is really cool because I remember writing in my journal, like, okay, I want to, I would really like to be able to have a child at home at this age. I'm like, that's mathematically not possible. <laughs> right? yeah. So, yeah. um, so it's been really special to build a really incredible relationship with three of them. Um, and I've changed uh, a business partnership. So really, uh, my life now is a huge result of all of the very intense work, personal work and patience that I had gone through over the several years before that. So it's, it's a really special time for sure. Yeah. And so tell mm -hmm. me about the, the transformation in the last couple of years. What, what, what sparked it? How did, you know, as business, as my mindset coaches, obviously like our, so much of what we teach is reflective of our life and how well we're doing mentally and how, much we're yeah. working on ourselves and how much we're neglecting ourselves. That's, and that's a good point. I don't think that we've really shared with your, with your audience. I, I don't think your audience would know necessarily that, that transformation. So it's a good point because I did an interview with you, I don't, maybe like 2015, somewhere around then. Um, I remember it too. I had like the magic pen drill and I was showing people how I to still move the pen with their mind. People. Yep. people still reach out because they've watched that. Yeah. Um, it's, <laughs> one, it's, a, it. it's a popular YouTube video of yours. <laughs> That's um, awesome. but, uh, so I was in uh, a marriage. I lived in Indiana and it was a awesome guy. I'd met young. He had, um, been in the military, military discharge due to an injury. Um, and ultimately, uh, ended up struggling with some of his pain medications. I don't know if anybody's ever had any experience with the VA, but <laughs> it's, it's a, it's a tough, it's a tough world um, for a lot of people who have come back and or been in the military and are trying to get support and help. And so he got addicted to his pain medication. Um, and in the process of that, like it was very tough environment at home. Um, just, I know he was emotionally like hurting and it wasn't a safe or healthy environment for me to be in. And I tried really hard because like most people, like, especially in sports, like you are taught, like when you make a commitment, you follow through. And when it's marriage, it's a whole other thing. So like, I tried so hard, everything I could do to stick through and, and like, you know, there's this whole identity and like who you are in the world, especially as a business leader, especially as someone for me, who is a leader amongst girls, right? I, at the time I was making all these videos online for uh, confidence for teen girls and speaking across the country. And Things had been building up over a while. I had tried to leave. I had gone back. Um, and then I went and I was speaking at the Olympic Training Institute in Calgary, Canada. And for me at the time, it was like the height of like the, the biggest speaking event for me at the time, because it was like, I wanted to be in the Olympics and now I'm speaking in Olympic train center. Like that's so yeah, cool. Totally. Um, and I remember like things had gotten pretty rough emotionally, verbally, like at home. And so when I got there, I remember walking up the stairs before I was about to speak. I was putting on my microphone 
and I, I was in the locker room for these Olympians and I looked at myself in the mirror and I probably was like huffing and puffing going up the stairs. I was like 60 pounds heavier than I am now, not healthy. And I remember looking at the mirror and my eyes looked dead. Right. I remember thinking like, it was almost like an out of body experience where I didn't recognize the person looking back at me in the mirror. And I realized I'm like, I cannot any longer continue to go out and share the message I'm sharing mm. and say what I'm saying because I'm not living it. And I realized like, I'm, I'm going down there as I'm telling these girls about the importance of the hoops around themselves, about the things they say to themselves, about their habits, about their rituals. And I realized like, just because I was saying it didn't mean anything. Like they wouldn't be able to hear it because I wasn't living it. Mm -hmm. And so I made a decision. I said, okay, like I need to make a change. And so uh, boarding the flight to come home, I texted one of my friends because at that point in time I was coaching, I was doing online stuff, but I didn't really have a lot of personal relationships. I had been very isolated mm -hmm. and I, or whether I'd isolated myself or I'd been isolated regardless, like I didn't have a lot of close friendships. And I uh, reached out to um, a friend who trained Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. She owned a school and I had been thinking about doing this competition. You, you know who Tim Ferriss is by chance? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So Tim, Tim Ferriss wrote the four hour work week and he had a yeah. show at the time that was like how to learn anything faster and he would show himself doing stuff. And I saw, I saw this video where he would basically challenge himself to do something and compete in 30 days. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to do that. I'm going to go learn jujitsu and I'm going to compete in 30 days. So I messaged my coach or this woman, she wasn't my coach at the time. I messaged this friend person that I knew from business, from a mastermind, like what you run with your yeah. people. I said, Hey, I'd love to come move in close to you and train for, if you know any like places I could live for a short period of time. And she's <laughs> like, she's like, you can come live with me. So no joke. Like I was, I'm like, are you sure? And she's like, yeah, absolutely. I already talked to my husband, come live with us. And so like, I'm boarding the plane. I'm bawling my eyes out. Like, okay, I'm going to make this big change. I'm going to leave this, this relationship that's no longer serving me. It's no longer healthy for either of us. I'm enabling him. Like, this is not good. And I moved out. And then I started training Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. Um, I ended up losing like 50 pounds over the next six months or eight months or something like that. Um, I competed in my first tournament 30 days later and completely changed my life. Um, and did all the things I was teaching. So then right. <laughs> I became very bold in the things I would say, because I was like, I'm doing it. You know, I'm not just talking yeah. it anymore. So I ended up um, doing that trained for about a year, eventually moved down to Texas, started a new business worked through that through COVID for the last couple of years. Um, just now that I'm, when I got engaged, we left that business. So we're starting something new. So there's been a lot of change in the last three okay, years. Hold on. Like though. nonstop. Okay. <laughs> okay. I mean, you, you kind of said it like, it's like no big deal, but you yeah. like basically decided to leave your marriage after lots of hard times yeah. and train for Brazilian <laughs> Jiu-Jitsu, a sport you've never done, yeah. move into someone else's house. Yeah, I left and slept on a couch. Yep. Oh, and oh, during that, this is another interesting thing, especially for your audience, Lindsay. So at the time when I left, I had zero dollars because all the money, like I didn't have control over it really. Right. It was, yeah. I, I didn't have control over the income. And so, um, when I left, I didn't have any money, but I knew that I needed to level up my skills because at the time I had a membership that I was selling mental performance coaching. It was like $49 a month, something like that. Um, but I knew that in order to really like, cause I was leaving the house. I didn't have a vehicle. I had like a backpack when I left. Yeah. Right. And, um, and I was like, okay, like I knew I needed to be able to learn how to sell high ticket programs one, because I needed that for income, but two, because I knew I could serve people at a higher level. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'd been doing my business for a while. And so I, at the same time, 
had committed, I was going to invest in this coach. It was going to cost me $6,000, which at the time, like, you know, now I've like, I've done the $30,000 masterminds and like, you know, whatever, like now I've invested at much higher levels. But at that time, like that was, I'm homeless and I need to, and I don't have a car and, and I got to find $6,000. I, I <laughs> But I signed up for this program. I think I, I like found the money, like borrowed from some some people. Some people gave, like made, made me loans, um, family members that <laughs> loaned me at extremely high interest rates, <laughs> different things. But um, uh, but yeah, so I invested in it, uh, made some new friends, learned some higher some some new skills that I didn't have before, and went for it. And um, I am so grateful for that time because um, at, before that time, I never felt like I could lead adults. Like I didn't feel like I was capable of, of doing anything, mm. but speaking to 13 and 14 and 15 year old girls. Yeah. Um, and then after I went through that experience, I realized that actually there was a lot of adults that needed this, that were influencers, that were leaders, that were coaches, that were just like me, what they were saying it, but they weren't living it. And I realized I'm like, man, those people that are trying, they're like trying to invest themselves in young people. A lot of times we do that because we want to give, we want to give, but we give so much of ourselves that there's nothing left for us anymore. Like that's what I, I put myself in a caregiver position, right? Yeah. And so many times coaches fall into that position where they're, they're trying so hard to like give, 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 and they're not taking care of themselves. And I found there's a lot of people like that. So because of the walk that I walked, I was really able to help um, this first group of, of business leaders, but I like some people that were wanting to step into business to help them be able to make some massive transformations in their own life. And they're, relationships and their health um and some career changes and like i would not have been able to do that had i not taken some of those steps so the things that really stick out for me with what you just said that story first of all thank you for sharing like that's amazing i knew bits and pieces of it just from like being in contact with you and seeing instagram yeah. and stuff but i didn't know the whole story and so that that's there's really a lot. inspiring. Uh, <laughs> there's a lot. I share a little. There's a lot. Yeah. I know there's more we can go into. But I think um, one of the things that is really sticking out for me is like, you know, you and I work with leaders and coaches and and mm -hmm. you know high performers, but but people that also are influencing other people. And I think mm -hmm. um, what on any level, parenting or coaching or whatever, the you were I, we talk a lot about holding the mirror up. You literally looked in the mirror. Yeah. As far as like you know, so often when, when we are of the coaching mentality, we look externally to help other people and change other people. And, you know, I can do that in my own relationships too. And my husband's like, excuse me, you know? <laughs> and so like, how are you like holding the mirror up to yourself? And it can feel sort of selfish, you know, investing $6,000 in yourself, mm -hmm. just training for Brazilian jiu-jitsu instead of whatever else. That, that was super hard. I took a year off, that was that part. And yeah. specifically that part, part was so hard. Right. Because, and I actually, I learned this from the guy that I invested $6,000 right at the time. I learned that from him. He said, I'm going to take the year off. And, he, and and I was like, what? Like I just paid him. <laughs> I'm going to take the year off. It's a mentality. It's a choice. It's a decision to say like this year, I'm going to focus on stability for me, for my health, for, because I know that if I grow anything on something that's not solid, if I put roots in, in you know, in something that's not going to be solid, then I can't grow, I can't grow the fruit tree. Right. right. So like that year, actually, I made more money that year working a few hours a week. But basically my schedule was wake up, go to the gym, do jujitsu for a few hours, come back, um, take a shower, eat some food, take a nap, read and go back to the gym and do it again. And I basically did that for almost a year and worked a few very strategically worked a few hours a week um, to get something going. And it was hard, <laughs> you know, it was not like it was one of the best times of my life, but it, it was it was hard 
to allow myself that time where a lot of that time I would sit in front of that mirror. Like during that time of like, of that healing time, I would sit in front of the mirror and be like, okay, like, what am I saying to myself? Like, what, what do I believe right now? Mm -hmm. Journaling, reading, reflecting. And man, I, I mean, I don't, I think it was such a luxury choice, but definitely a gift for me to be able to have that time and do that. Well, I mean, it's so counterintuitive, right? I mean, like we're taught, like you work on your website, you work on getting another degree, you work mm -hmm. on whatever, you know, PowerPoint, whatever, like I, right. I call it worky work. <laughs> like worky work. The worky work, but like yeah. the real work, I don't think this is just true for entrepreneurs, but I think it is more true um, of like the inner work that is harder. So many mm -hmm. of us as athletes in high performance just want to stay busy. I was talking mm -hmm. to some clients this morning, like they're working on all this stuff. I'm like, stop, stop. Mm -hmm. Work on that anymore. You don't need another worksheet. Mm -hmm. Work on having a difficult conversation. Work on yourself. Work on your limiting thoughts. Work on your so relationships. Your energy. Yeah. Your energy. Your energy. It's so yeah. much harder because we're not we're not even taught to value that though. We're, you know, work out working out instead of doing your emails. Mm -hmm. Like how much mm -hmm. more is that going to manifest abundance in your life? Make you feel you see, strong and powerful. You see it with moms. Moms all the oh. time. Like I can't go do this because I got. Yeah, I mean, no, you know, like I got to take care of my kids. One of the things I love about you is, you know, I see, I've seen your posts when you're like, you're on your Peloton, you're on your bike, right? Like as a mom, because, and I, I mean, anybody who's in a who, anybody who identifies as a servant, right? Who whether they're a coach, whether they're a mother, whether they're a business leader, when they feel like they have this weight on their shoulders or this responsibility, there's this um, idea that to go to the gym or to take a nap or to go to bed early because it's anti-hustle and it's anti-grind that you're not giving it your all. And it's totally backwards. And I'm still like, I went through a year of that. And now that I'm in this new relationship, I'm, I'm learning it again in marriage, right? That it's okay. And, and that's one of the things I'm really grateful for is like, I'm still today saying, you know what? Like some of my most productive things I do in a day is waking up and making an important decision. Like just to, sometimes it's deciding not to do something like say like, nope, like that's not the important thing, which is so counterintuitive because it might look like laziness or lack of drive or motive. Or like, no, actually it's priority. It's like mm. valuing the important things. And it might feel slow when you first start doing that. And there's this resistance to it. But my experience has been this like trajectory of growth that most people will never be able to relate to. Um, because it means you have to slow down. <laughs> oh, slowing down and dealing with the discomfort of not knowing. I feel like oh, I yeah. am, am, I'm in this transformation right now. I'm about to have my fourth baby in a couple months. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you knew that. Um, and I guess that, that's probably part of it. I always got to go through some kind of transformation before and, and after babies are born in my life, but, um, <laughs> makes sense. <laughs> it's a new addition to the world. Yeah. But I think beyond that too, like I'm also just trying to figure out some next steps and I'm trying to get to another level. And that always mm -hmm. involves a lot of patience that I don't necessarily, that doesn't necessarily come easily for me because I am so many, and I'm so many of the listeners are like, we take action, we work hard, we're driven and it's go. And it's not to say, I, I don't have a problem like resting on the weekends. It's like, I'm not, I'm not like a workaholic. Mm -hmm. I just, I have a bias towards action. And I think most Which is entrepreneurs great place to do. Exactly. You have to have, you, it's like, you have to have yes. that in order to become who you are. Like if you didn't, you would never, you'd never do anything. And it's that, it's that, that awareness around it. But um, how are you? Like, I know you're trying to figure out sort of what's next and like that discomfort of not knowing and taking mm -hmm. time, like you said, slowing down and deciding 
okay, I have all these options and all these things mm -hmm. I can do. And now you have the new partner and new life and all mm -hmm. family and all that kind of stuff and trying to not procrastinate, not mm -hmm. take too long, not try to be a perfectionist. And, you know, we also have to fail fast, right? There's you very, <laughs> you explain what? that so well, like just you're, you're, you're trying not to put things off. You're trying not to be a perfectionist. You're trying. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like and it is very, like, it's interesting because right now I am in a very uncomfortable place mm -hmm. and I'm very comfortable in being very uncomfortable. And I think that's the best way to explain it. Like people say that, like be comfortable being uncomfortable. I'm extremely uncomfortable right now. Not from like a living, like I'm not uncomfortable like I was when I was sleeping on my friend's futon and I was tired of having that metal rod in my back for six months. You know, it's a different mm -hmm. kind of uncomfortable. I actually kind of, I liked being the underdog. I liked coming up from the bottom, be like having this, like, I have to fight, I have to grow. Like I liked that position actually, which is an, something that I had to learn too. So I didn't stay there because that was, totally. that became You can recreate that. Yep. You can totally recreate that. And so now um, I'm uncomfortable because I want to go faster, but mm. I know that if we, if I go faster, then I'm not actually building something sustainable. And I know that I won't be able to serve people to my highest level. Um, and I'm not uncomfortable because, um, like I'm, I'm, I'm extremely comfortable would be the better word is because I have this peace knowing that I can always figure it out. Yeah. Like I know that, um, that, that I'll always be provided for. I have this peace knowing that like things work out. <laughs> You know, um, it was interesting. You said the word patience earlier and you said that you, did you say that you're not that patient or what? I'm not, you a, I'm not a, a, patience is not a, a strong suit of mine in, in any component at all of my life. <laughs> <laughs> patience is such an interesting concept because by, by definition, in order to be patient, it, it, well, you first have to be uncomfortable, right? Like you have to be like, oh, I want this thing to go faster. And then you have to make a conscious decision that you are going to allow it to come at the, at the rate at the speed that it's supposed to. And like, you know, it gets this weird concept because you have to get to that place of peace with it, which is just really interesting. You know? Well, and then there's also, I mean, like a lot of these things, there's, there's such a, a, a benefit and a, and a downside strengths are often our weaknesses too. Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. I think there's that, again, we talked about like the bias towards action and like mm -hmm. the not being patient, like, you know, just wanting to fix things. And I was mm -hmm. talking about with my certification students, I think the ability to be in discomfort and not try to fix it in ourselves or in others and have the patience or trust you know there's all kind of there's a kind of different ways of, of looking at it mm -hmm. and you know we were talking about spirituality too like mm -hmm. there's a lot of different ways to look at being in that moment moments of discomfort mm -hmm. and not trying to push through it mm -hmm. um just to stay busy and yeah there's that's a, a hard mm -hmm. thing yeah and there's a lot of there's, it comes out a lot of that belief like what do you actually believe like do you believe that um if it's not working right now that it's because you haven't tried it the right way or do you believe because it's not the right time? Like, and there's a lot, there's all of that that comes into it. Like that maybe things are being set up for you. Maybe you're not, that's not working for you right now because it's not the right time and it's gonna be better later. Like there's a lot of that that can come into it um, that can manifest as doubt if we're not careful. Mm -hmm. um, and so the thing that I have found that's helped me too is um, one is making sure that I protect quiet time, mm. uh, time with God, if you wanna call it that. So for me, it's like, it's best first thing in the morning when I wake up. Um, if before, you know, the distractions of the day, 
can come in and where I can just write questions and I can research, you know, the history of what a word means, <laughs> like really understand what it is that I'm trying to communicate or what it is this, this message I'm receiving or like what it is I want to communicate. I think there's this really important thing that if I don't protect that quiet time, and I found this to be true over the last several years, then I start to feel more anxious. I start doing being more busy. I start um, feeling more stressed. And as long as I'm protecting that time on a consistent basis, I find a lot more peace for me. And so you're, you mentioned like journaling and research and stuff. So we, you know, what does that look like? I mean, is that go into like meditation or visualization stuff as well? Like, what does that look like for you? Or yeah, I don't, I don't, what is it? Yeah, I don't, I don't actually have a label for it. I, you know, my, the process is, um, you know, uh, it's kind of like free play for my mind. Mm -hmm. So I imagine like, you know, if you're going to warm up your mind or warm up your body, like you've got to be able to move. And so sometimes like whatever, it's like literally just getting on the computer and just whatever comes to mind, it's like free play. It's just like, just download it and don't judge it. There's no purpose mm -hmm. to it other than just to allow it to be free. Mm -hmm. And then from there, usually what will happen is like, um, a question will come up or something that I'm interested in. And I'll ask that question on paper, like I'll actually type it out and then I'll allow my hands to start typing out the response. And mm -hmm. usually the response ends up in a better question because I'm a big believer. If you ever hear me train or teach mental performance, I'm always talking about the power of questions and how oftentimes we have to be, we're not necessarily aware of the question that we're asking. If I'm talking to kids, it's like, are you asking, you know, oh my gosh, why did I strike out again? Are you asking like, you know, what do I need to focus on to get a hit at next time at a most simple level? And right. so what normally happens is that a new question, a better question comes and or a word or the other day, it was a song. It was so strange. It was like this, this song came, it was an old song I used to listen to in yoga. And so then I ended up finding the song and it was in another language. And I started translating what it meant in another language. And I was like, this is exactly what I needed. Like, it's so wild. So then yeah. you know, I'll, I'll look up the etymology of words, the history of words, where they come from, and then usually do some writing on it. And then that's where the idea for this book that I'm working on, I have no idea when the book will be finished right now. I'm just allowing it to kind of come together as it is, which is all about rituals. And that I believe that just like in sports, we need rituals in order to perform our best, that we need rituals like that in life. And, uh, and I think we're so busy. Sometimes we forget those rituals and we just start going through the motions of doing stuff, but not being conscious of, we're not like, example is working out, right? I'm going to go work out to lose weight, to burn calories, whatever, or I'm going to go work out because it makes me feel good. I'm going to go show up at the gym because it allows me time for my mind to disconnect from the stress and to be able to become more present or to have more energy. Like, you know, why am I doing the thing the way I'm doing it? Not just what am I doing? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So tell me more about that. Tell me more about this. I mean, I think that's the idea that you're do, you have these rituals, this morning ritual mm -hmm. where there's not some like task that like the whole goal is to just be like yours. And that like actually probably allows you mm -hmm. to be more productive, but that's not the goal. Is that, am I understanding that, that right? Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's, it is kind of like cl clearing out, like, mm. I, I guess it is, it's a meditative exercise. I wouldn't call it that, but it is, it's a, it's a clearing out. It's a being present. It's allowing, like, if you think about a stream of thought that's flowing, it's allowing it to flow without blocking it and trying to control it. 
Mm-hmm. And I think there's wisdom in that. I think most of most of our good ideas come when we're in the shower. Most of our good ideas come when we're out on a walk, but we don't always build in that time for ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so now, like, like even like if I'm going to take a bath, like it's a very, it's a very like structured ritual process of like, you know, the, the types of salts and the soap and then like the, the lights and like all these different things, because it's like, I know going in there, like I'm going to go in with a specific thought in mind. And then I know that whenever I'm in there, I'm like, it's going to, it'll, I'll have the clarity whenever I leave. Right. And, and I think that's true for anything that we do, whether it's going for a run, going to the workout, going to the gym, um, spending time with the kids I actually learned. Here's something that's interesting. Um, I, there was a guy that worked with Tony Robbins and he was training Tony on time management. And I had him as a guest on, for one of my calls that I do with the kids I coach. And he was talking about our relationship with time and scheduling. Mm, and he said, there's a big, you excited about this? Yes. I love all this. So there's a big difference between saying, go pick up kids at 4 PM or transport Johnny safely from home to school, having meaningful conversation and connection time. Like one is a task you do. And the other one is a moment and an experience that you have. Mm. And I think it's like so often we we put our task list down like here's mm. the things i have to do today but we get disconnected from like what's the experience we want to have what's the point to that in in the process so i have a very very rigid structure for how i schedule and plan my quarters my months my weeks my days i think that would be really interesting to go into at some point um but uh but well, even give me, though it's give me some great. examples give me some okay. examples so uh, the concept is called reflect and project and basically plan tomorrow, today, every day. Okay. So um, if I will tell you, if I don't do this exercise by 10 a.m., I become extremely anxious. I'm like, like my husband's like, are you okay? Like, <laughs> he's like, do we need to sit down and get in front of the workflow together? I use a tool called Workflowy. It's like $2.99 a month. It's super simple. Basically, all it is is bullet points. It's infinite bullet points and you can create a bullet point inside of a bullet point forever. It allows me to brain dump my mind and all of the ideas and everything into it and put it into a formula. So I'll give you a specific example. We have a pre-huddle. I'm gonna actually pull it up so I can tell you exactly what it says. So like my husband and I, because we have our relationship and then we have our business relationship. And so- I love all this. I love love all this. I love that you guys call it a huddle because you're athletes. Okay. Well, we have a huddle, but then we have a pre-huddle <laughs> because if we jump into the huddle, but we haven't taken care of our personal stuff first, then it can show up in the business, right? Like so two ex-athlete um, entrepreneurs, this is what you get. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And he's so, he's like super, he appreciates my systematic approach because he's, he'll keep his brain empty. So that way I can just dump stuff into it. It's there you great. go. It's wonderful. Awesome. Um, I'm going to pull up a, a pre-huddle from this week. Okay, cool. So here's our order. I'm going to give it to you. So the first step is I type in my pre-huddle notes. Um, what is the intent? So during the intent, like what is the energy and the focus for our time? Right. So what is the energy that I want to bring? Right. That's the very first thing I ask myself. And mm-hmm. then like I have, there's five steps. So one, two, three, four, five. So the first one is the step is be together. That's the step one. It sounds so okay. simple, but literally I, I pull this checklist up all the time. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then we have like our, our, like our mission, which is love God, love people here, here, which means be present. And the first thing we do on that be together is we expect express gratitude. Like that's what mm-hmm. we do first. So mm-hmm. I'll share something like, Oh, I'm so grateful. We got to do this with the kids yesterday, or we'll look at a picture of something fun that we did, or we'll just express gratitude. After we get through the gratitude step two is we do a personal check-in. Um, 
So bio needs, <laughs> like do like we're, we'll plan um, any special bathroom stuff that has to happen that day. That sounds wild, but he was actually in the hospital for for two months and like our like systems were, his system was totally wreaked havoc on because of all the medicine and stuff. There was like this whole like bathroom routine we had to work out. We had yeah. like, do, when are we going to the gym? Like, um, when are we spending time in the sun? Then we go through PEMS. You actually learned this in rehab. So it's, a, it's basically one word that shares with you um, like where somebody is at. I, I compare it to like, if we're gonna take flight together, if, this, if we're pilot and co-pilot, like we're gonna go through our systems check before we take off. Because yeah. if something is off here, then that could influence how we make decisions when it comes to the business. Like if emotionally, if I'm down because I'm PMSing and I'm like in a negative state, it's gonna influence what I think we're capable of. Or yeah, if I'm totally. super like hyper that day, I'm like, oh my gosh, we can do all this stuff. And like I over plan, then like whenever I'm having a lower day or a lower energy day, like I'm not gonna be, as, I'm not gonna get it all done. So was like physical, emotional, mental, spiritual, and relationship. So like one word for each of those or one phrase, we check through that. So I know where he's at, he knows where I'm at because otherwise we could be feeling this stuff, but we don't know, right? So we check that, then we go over um, prep time. So in general, after we finish our pre-huddle time, we set a timer for 10 minutes where we both like plan out our day or whatever we need to do. And then we'll bring our schedules together to align them. Um, and then we, we, merge our agendas on the screen so we put it up on our big tv so he can look at my my sheet for the day and the last thing is we review our per personal operating system so like is there anything about it, our operating system about like the way we operate that needs to be updated and that's that's just the pre-huddle like that takes like four or five minutes then we set our timer then we come back for probably 20 minutes and plan out our day make some big decisions whatever we need to do and we'll plan like what are the most important tasks that have to happen what are other tasks what's the schedule look like and we'll go through that later but i'll tell you that system it makes us so efficient not just like efficient getting stuff done but also feeling connected because a lot of times when you're working with a couple or even working with any kind of business partnership yeah like if you don't have that stuff lined up it can cause a lot of unnecessary stress <laughs> yeah well, yeah you guys are organized that's awesome we're very organized i don't know so, if that's interesting no, it is. I'm always interested in how um, the systems that people rely on, right? And and so is this kind of the stuff that's in your your upcoming book then? Part of it, yeah. I, it, part of it is, um, yeah, basically how do you organize your mind? What are the rituals for being able to have a clear present mind, making good decisions? Um, like right now, I think there's like, I have three different versions of how the book could come out. It probably will end up being more than one book. Some of it will get thrown out, but yeah, like an example is, Easter. This particular Easter was the first Easter that felt like a holy day to me, right? Maybe because in the past, I always saw holidays as a day to work and get ahead. Like everybody else is taking a break. Today, I'm going to go hustle and grind. Um, today, I was able to use that time as quiet time to reflect um, or this, this last Easter. Um, so like different things about how do we spend it? What's the rhythm of our week? You know, and, and I think the big thing is like, as athletes, it's very easy to become very systematic and structured. We're always told, here's what you do and here's when you do it. In nature um, and in athletics, we have seasons, pre-season, right? Mm -hmm. During season, yeah. post-season, off-season. In business, outside of having quarters or having holiday season, there's nobody telling you like, here's what the season looks like, right? Mm -hmm. Here's your prep season, here's your work season, here's the time where you push. 
You have yep. to figure out a new flow that's healthy and sustainable. So if you're pushing, pushing, pushing all the time, it's just like an athlete, you're going to burn out. So you got to figure out like, what does that seasonal flow look like? And in nature, when a tree is bare, when a tree doesn't have leaves on it, it doesn't freak out. It's not like, oh my gosh, where's my tree? Where's my leaves? They're never coming back. But sometimes in business, when we go through a, a tougher season, it's easy to feel that, right? So then we start making decisions from that place. Instead of making decisions from place to, from place of spring comes again, what do I need to do to be ready for spring? Mm -hmm. I feel that so much. I feel like as an entrepreneur, I, I, it's not that I, I mean, after like a big launch or whatever, I'm cool with a, a downtime, mm -hmm. but it's not that long. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then so those like, I, I always, I mean, you know, off season, like most people off season, my least favorite time, of course. Mm -hmm. Well, actually really right post season because then you have so much <laughs> longer to wait. Right. But you know, um, getting up for launches and stuff is not, it, it's, it can be wearing, but it, it's like, I also get super energized. So, okay. So where are you right now? Where's your mindset? And then, and if you can, I know you're trying to, to not decide right away, but can you say where you're going or where you're thinking of going or what's that process you, like right now? Yeah. Like I can tell you a couple pieces of it. So like, I can tell you the ultimate mission or the vision at this moment, the vision at this moment is to produce a, uh, basically to build a, a television channel. That's the goal. How we get there and how quick we get there and the path we take to get there, we'll see. Um, this has been, a basically since I was little, I always knew I wanted to have a production company. I've done that multiple ways, made documentaries, done cool stuff. Like I've, I've had a lot of experience in being able to put out media and content. Um, I, the mission behind it is to change education. Like, and I think that timeline wise, as far as what's going on in the world, I've been prepared, I've been being prepared for this my whole life. Um, as far as the experiences I've had, the people I've met, the skills I've acquired, um, the perspective I have. My mom took care of daycare kids in my home growing up. So I always grew up around like little kids. So even she was like, I, I saw early childhood development from a young age. Um, so like that's the vision is to basically be able to have a channel where every show is something that you as a viewer can interact with mm. and where um, like, you know, <laughs> now that I have this, my Insta family, my three, we, we started watching this. Have you ever heard of the TV show called survivor? Yeah. The, it's a pretty popular old, like the original game yeah. show. And I grew up watching it with my family and, uh, recently got the kids into it and they're watching it. And it's great because growing up watching TV, it was like you would be glued to the TV and everybody was disconnected. The way we do television is we pause it every two minutes and we're having a very meaningful conversation about life or what would you do? And we're able to have this really cool conversation and connection. Um, a couple years ago, I did a version of a game show online. It was called the Toughest Team Challenge. We did it right in the middle of the pandemic. We had 100 teams from all across the country sign up for a three-day event. And the way it worked was every couple hours there was a game time so it worked just like a softball or baseball tournament or a soccer tournament okay. show up at the game time i gave them an i gave them a little training and i gave them an assignment they would go complete the assignment they would submit it through our online portal and they would get points and the games got increasingly more difficult so we had a hundred teams across the country competing in these leadership games and by the end they had learned all of these tools and all these skills where they had to come up with the final project. The, the final challenge was they had to do a community service project in their area. And there was some you know, structure around it. 
but we had kids in California. We had, we had a 12 and under team in California that generated 10,000 meals for hungry people in a week. We had uh, 12 year olds in the middle of Illinois that went and brought food to all their first line, first um, frontline responders, like first responders, brought them dinners and food. And they were on the news because like the first responders were so grateful that they felt appreciated. This was happening all across the country, like all across the country, these kids were doing this. And the reports that I got back from the individual athletes were like, I had no much how much I needed this. I haven't been this happy in so long. I've been depressed in my room. I didn't think there was any point. Like the messages I got back from individual athletes were incredible. The coach's feedback was, oh my gosh, I've never seen my girls so excited. And the teams that actually performed in it, those teams, um, they when it came time for them to play again, those teams stuck together. And the teams that didn't, they fell apart. I was able to see it. What was so interesting was I ran the tournament again um, later in the year. The second time I ran it, I had other speakers come on and teach. It wasn't me. And the results were just as powerful, right? Which meant that this was a system that gets results for individuals, for coaches, for teams that can work without me, which means it's scalable. Because if anything that's built around just me means I'm not having as big of impact as I can, right? Like I want to build right. a system that I know will work. So ultimately, that that story of the Toughest Team Challenge is the first show that I'm, I want to produce. Um, and we're working on the pieces of how to do that at the level that I want to do it. Um, so that's kind of like where I want to get to. In the meantime, you know, I'm working really heavily here in the in my local area, DFW, with uh, the softball or tournaments here and a lot of teams and organizations. This weekend, I'm actually going out to California to, to visit the winners from that toughest team challenge to do a small event for them uh, because that was part of their prize package. But uh, yeah, I think right now it's just like that's continue amazing. to show up, continue to show up, continue to serve, continue to learn connect with people like yourself that are doing awesome things in the world and uh, you know, just show up and serve where we can. And in the meantime, make sure we're taking care of ourselves and get into the gym. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Right? Oh my God, Jen, you're so inspiring. I love hearing your transformation the last few years. Cause like I said, I'd seen some of it, but just to, I, I mean, you've just private. been so tough. Well, yeah, but it, yeah. it's like, you could see little glimpses of it. And just to know um, it's just, it's so inspiring because it's like, to see you like really live the stuff that you teach and and i think to some degree we all get off track right mm -hmm. i mean this is stuff that is it is a journey there's no like destination we're like well i'm a mindset coach now so like you know i i know all this stuff like that just that never happens no and yet it's no. so easy it's so easy <laughs> yeah. to forget you know to and, and i have to like constantly remind myself especially with kids to prioritize like I said, the work, not the worky work. Like I can sit in front of my computer the all day work. and do stupid stuff. Mm -hmm. And really, so anybody listening to this, I hope that's one of the takeaways is that they recognize that like taking that time to work on your inner thoughts, your inner energy, all the spirituality, like the having that space in your life, it's sometimes it's the, the least intuitive even or natural thought because there's so much chaos around us but it's truly like the foundation of, of everything good that we do. My friend told me, he said, Jen, be like a tree. And he said, like, if you think, okay, if we think about toughness, there's two different ways you could go. You like a toughness is like a rock, right? Like, like that water is going to slip right around it. That rock is solid. Like nothing's going to break that rock. Or you can think toughness like water, right? Tough, mm -hmm. like water, like it can flow. It can Finds move. Like yep. it's, it's going to drip, drip, drip. 
But the reality is like, I think that when I picture toughness now, I think of it like a tree that you have to be rooted and ground. But when the wind blows, you, you can sway because the tree is what provides life and what provides food and shade and shelter to those around it. And if, when you decide to be a leader, when you decide to be, um, you know, a, a, a provider for those around you of wisdom, of insight, of stability, of something they can count on of like being a buoy in the water, right? That no matter what else is going on, like there's this one thing that's that you can count on. Like it means you have to take care of your roots, right? It means you have to make sure that you're in good soil. It means you have to make sure you're getting sunshine. And um, that means like who you surround yourself with, the information you're choosing to take in, uh, what you're doing with it. Like that that's my image now is like be like a tree and that know that people will like they'll fly around and they'll, they'll fly away. And that doesn't, that doesn't mean that you have to feel abandoned <laughs> like, mm -hmm. because if you're like a tree, they'll come back, you know? So like, it just creates a lot of peace to be like a tree. You just gave me like five metaphors. We're doing, you know, in our certification, we do a whole visualization, hypnosis, mm -hmm. metaphor, um, mm -hmm. guided visualization section. We're working on it right now. So I just got like yeah. five metaphors from you. So thank you for that. Um, you're <laughs> no, it's really I love inspiring. Metaphors. I do too. It's really inspiring. Okay. So, um, just started doing because I've heard other people do it on their podcast and selfishly I always want to hear what people are like reading and consuming and everything so I got five rapid fire questions okay you ready oh gosh I will try to rapid fire response okay rapid ish yeah um what are you consuming right now the bible okay what are you creating um I am creating this book I'm creating a family and creating a life and consistently crafting this vision for what this channel is going to look like I'm so excited. And a community. And, and a community. Yeah. 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 A movement, right? That um that uh toughest yeah. team challenge is really inspiring. That's really cool. Yeah. Uh what's one thing you do daily? And we already talked about it a little bit, but anything right. else? Um I aim to be grateful every day and write. I write every day. Yeah. What is your next big leap? Mm. Um what's my the next, thing you need to my, be doing? The thing I need to be doing is I need to be showing up more. Like I have taken a lot of quiet time to, uh, mm. you know, be with family and stuff. And I haven't been showing up and putting content out on a consistent basis. And it's time for me to do that. What's holding you back from doing that? I'm just curious. It's, it's such a big thing. It was, a, it, it was a decision. It was a choice. It was a lot. I mean, it, I, I think that's, that's part of it. And at some point it switched from it being a decision and choice. It yeah. switched to, it switched at some point to fear or like, what do I start with or what do I lead with or, yeah, what's, the totally. or what's the message or like, like all yeah. that stuff. Yeah. I'm excited to see you showing up again. Cause I know I'll be inspired and I know our, our listeners will be too. Um, what's bringing you joy or wonder right now? Joy or wonder. Oh, the kids. They were the so much. Joy. Yeah. I'm a mom now for the first, it's so cool. <laughs> yeah. They'll do that. They will yeah. do that for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, where can people find you, Jen? I know you're going to start showing up big. So where can you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I would say, um, I would say go to my Facebook page. Oh my gosh, you're making me make a commitment. <laughs> you're making me make a commitment. I know it's so hard because the marriage thing, I had to figure out the whole last name and the branding thing. and like, what was I going to do? Because people know me as Jen oh. Starkey, you know, all this stuff, right? Um, yeah, Facebook, Jen, Jen Starkey. All right. I'm gonna come look at you there. You can also actually, you can also, um, you can also go to bestseasonever.com. Mm. That that has like my tour dates on it, and it like I'm actually in the process of updating the tour dates right now, 
and at some point pretty soon we'll have the toughest team challenge back up and running too so oh yeah so any softball coaches or people associated with softball should be checking that out right toughest team, toughest team challenge will actually be for any sport it like the last few right. times it, it, we had soccer baseball and but that will be a that will be in any sport and really anybody that wants to co-host one with me they could we could actually have a conversation if somebody the leader in another sport and they want to partner together to do something like that i'm looking for people that really want to make that a big thing because it's a big project and it's transformational and uh if somebody wanted to, to talk about that that'd be a discussion i'd be really excited to have yeah we'll uh, we'll definitely um let our community know when you guys do it or, or anything you want to mm -hmm. communicate to them obviously in podcast is one way but and our newsletter and stuff. I'd love to promote any of your stuff. Absolutely. I know it's great. Thank so, you, um, Jen, your inspiration. Thank you for taking the time. You always, you always bring it. First of all, with just actionable things, which I love, of course, but also just the vulnerability and like sharing your progress. I know we have. I, I, we talked about this. Maybe we'll do another podcast and talk about yeah. some other things because I think we only touched the surface. But I appreciate yeah. your just always showing up and wanting to to serve other people and share your journey and you've been through some 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 tough shit for sure and it's really cool to see you come out on the other side thank you i appreciate you lindsay as always um i know that if there's anybody out there that's looking for guidance and steps that are actually like there's a lot of people out there that say oh yeah you can start a business like this but you've actually put it together in a way that people can follow the system and actually get results not just on the business side but in their whole life and that's one of the things i love the most about the way you've built your business lindsay is you've done it and you've protected your family and you've protected your life and a lot of people they'll teach you how to do business they they forget that part <laughs> so thank yeah. you for for taking oh, you're so family sweet. in the process Oh, you're so sweet. Well, I'm glad to see that you have your Insta family. Yeah, absolutely. It's the best test of all your mindset is having children around. <laughs> That's, I, I did not know how much I didn't know. I mean, I knew I didn't know things, but now I know I didn't know things. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I'll humble you quick. My, I, I always talk about this, but my, you know, my six-year-old, well, I'll be losing my stuff on them and, uh, you know, she'll, she'll remind me to breathe, which is definitely the moment where I feel like I know absolutely nothing about mindset because my six-year-old is reminding me to take deep breaths. Um, but it's, yeah, it's a journey for sure. That's great. I love that. Thanks, well, thank you, Lindsay. You. Yes, looking forward we'll to next soon. time. All Bye. right. Take care. Bye. Oh, guys. So there you have it, Jen Starkey. I just, I love Jen on so many levels as a colleague, as a friend, as someone to learn from. And I think one of the things that I really took away from this interview is how much time Jen is spending on herself. And it's, it's a good reminder for all of us, but especially those of us that have kids or family or jobs or other responsibilities that are pulling at us to remember to go back to, like she said, having that quiet time. And I, I just, to me, the fact that she spent an entire year just pushing herself on the mat in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu is just so badass. Like, I just love it. And, and the thought of like, to get to that next level, a lot of us just work hard and that's great, but work on yourself first. I mean, so much of what we teach and so much of what I, of I, try, I try to model, but we all get off track. And so I think this was a good reminder for me and hopefully for you to get going on that mental training, man. Just get to work on yourself first, 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 first. All right, guys, have a wonderful week and we will see you soon. Thanks for joining us.